0: Manx Radio Sport. Welcome to our listeners on Manx Radio AM 1368, and welcome back to Saturday Sport Classified with your roundup of today's results across Manx football. Manx Hockey, Manx Rugby and also over in Scotland for the all-important Netball World Cup qualifiers. And that is where we are going to start this evening with Netball and a sensational performance from the Manx Rams this afternoon in the Netball World Cup qualifiers in Scotland today. After victory over Gibraltar yesterday, the Isle of Man snatched a dramatic 54-53 win today over the Republic of Ireland at the Emirates Arena in Glasgow in a thrilling contest. It means the Rams will take back-to-back victories in their first ever Netball World Cup qualifiers, going into their final game of the series tomorrow. Well, after today's results, I caught up with Manx Rams coach Claire Batty to get her thoughts on today's big win. So, Claire, congratulations. What a win against the Republic of Ireland, an absolutely thrilling game decided by just one point. Have you been able to calm down
1: yet? Yeah, yeah, we've managed to get some food and we've managed to have a chat and stuff like that. So... It's just about coming back to normal. But we did know that we could take the game. So we are happy with the win, though.
0: You'd previously met back in May at the NSC, and it was a close game there as well. And just throughout the contest today, there was almost nothing to choose between the both of you. What do you think that the Isle of Man did just a little bit more to, to get that edge?
1: Well, they've been training really hard for this tournament. And just, you know, we've, we've set, set different tones, set a different training regime. And today we just wanted it more. And
0: what did you learn from the Republic of Ireland last time, I guess? Because in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't all that long ago. It was a few months. Did you know of a couple of areas that you might have been able to exploit during the game before the match started?
1: Um, We just knew that we needed to take care of the ball and be relentless. And we went out and that's what we did. And we showed resilience throughout the game. And, of course, all those things is what it takes to be a ram. And they really went out there and showed what it does take.
0: Back-to-back wins now, of course. Republic of Ireland today and Gibraltar yesterday. Do you think that you've settled into the rhythm of these qualifiers well as a team in the last couple of days?
1: Yeah, I do. I think we managed to obviously have the two big games first. We've got everybody else, um, you know, got everybody on the court. We learnt a little bit more about our players and they learned a little bit more about us. And so going into the two games that we knew we could win, um... it it was a case of who needs to be out there at that time and and we really have worked as a team over both of those games so it's been brilliant.
0: And not just for the you know the netball world Cup qualifiers, but going forward the fact that you're getting these results as well is another sign of progress for the team isn't it? Things keep building quite nicely for yourselves at the moment don't they?
1: Yeah they're building really well and we're you know we need to keep going after all of these games and we're looking at the rankings and seeing who it is we need to play to you know to try and gain some more spaces and we'll continue to work on that it is a long game but we, you know it's definitely one that we have in our sights
0: looking to tomorrow your final game is up against northern ireland they're 12th in the world netball rankings at the moment how big mm-hmm. a challenge is this game going to be as well
1: um it, you know all of these games are a challenge. the environment and everything is new to us but we will just take the game that we played today into tomorrow and and we have played them in the past and we did manage to stick with them for like the first half of the game. So, you know, tomorrow will be about playing a full game against them.
0: And what are the th- sort of things do you remember from them last time that could pose a real challenge to yourselves or areas that you might be able to gain an advantage?
1: Yeah, well, they have some key players and we need to make sure that we don't let them run away with the game and we need to apply pressure and we just need to keep our own composure. And I think it could be anybody's game if if we turn up like we did today.
0: No matter what the result tomorrow, how do you think you'll look back on these World Cup qualifiers? Do you think they've been a successful venture so far?
1: It's definitely successful, but it's a moment in history for Isle of Man netball. This is our first World Cup qualifier and we do have a vision of aiming, you know, of definitely qualifying one day. Um, so this is just the start.
0: And the fact as well, you've been receiving so much support from back home as well throughout. And yes, we've still got another game to come. But how much has, has that meant to you and the team to have that support behind you?
1: Um, the girls just love to hear about the support back at home. And I think when they're on the bench, that's what they're thinking. And we have like some, some people who do send messages through to the girls. And all the positivity that does come, it, it really does help when they get on the court or if they have sort of different emotions after. Um, so it, it's so lovely to have the support of people back home.
0: That's Manx Rams head coach Claire Batty there after today's fantastic 54-53 victory of the Republic of Ireland in the Netball World Cup qualifiers. And if you missed it just a moment ago, they are in their final World Cup qualifier game tomorrow, the Manx Rams against Northern Ireland. That takes place at 12.30pm at the Emirates Arena in Glasgow and it's being live streamed, as are all the games of the qualifiers at Netball Scotland. Very best of luck to them. Okay let's move on to Manx football and it has really been hotting up across the divisions over the last couple of weeks with opportunities a plenty at the top and bottom to make progress well let's have a look at today's results so far we do have Tony Meppham and two guests in the studio who are backing Manx football as it were over this season and possibly for the longer term we'll come to that shortly so first off we will give you the classified results of today's Manx football games we are still awaiting a couple of results but the results so far are as follows so starting in the Canada the life Men's Premier League. Union Mills 7, Douglas High School Old Boys 2. Douglas Royal 2, Laxey 4. St John's 4, St George's 3. Russian United 2, Peel 6. Ramsey 1, Uncan 1. Air United 3, Moran 2. In the DPS Limited, Division 2. Douglas and District 2, Castletown 6. Gyms 1, Colby 3, Douglas Athletic 0, St Mary's 13, Ramsey Youth Centre and Foxdale awaiting result. In the Canada Life Combination 1, Douglas High School All Boys 1, Union Mills 11, Laxey 3, Douglas Royal 3, Peel 2, Russian United 7, Onken 2, Ramsey 6, Moran vs Air United awaiting result. And in the DPS Limited, combination two. Castletown two, Douglas and District nil. Colby versus Jims awaiting result. Paul Rose five, Michael United nil. Braddon six, Maloo five. Foxdale one, Ramsey Youth Centre one. And that concludes so far the classified results for today's Saturday Football Fixtures. Well, let's get the thoughts now, as ever, of uh, Tony Meppham. We didn't need to throw him in the tumble dryer after his escapades in the rain today, so he has made it here without incident. Tony, good evening to you.
2: It was a bit rough at that second half, uh, just the start of the second period. No chance was I coming out of uh, Union Mills uh, changing rooms and I stayed there uh, nice and dry, but it was bleak for about 10 minutes and how them players survived, I just thought the game might be abandoned, but they hung in there and a great game, a lot of goals in the second half.
0: It's been on and off all day today across the island. We know what the weather on Ireland of Man is, is like, but that really has been summing it up today, hasn't it? 30 seconds, you're getting absolutely drenched, and then glorious sunshine 30 seconds later.
2: We had everything. Wind, sunshine, rain, um, but we had a lot of good football as well and a lot of goals.
0: Well, let's get right into it. Let's start with the Canada Life Men's Premier League and the first results up at the top here, a game that you follow closely. And Union Mills really continuing their purple patch of form at the moment. 7 2 winners at home to Douglas High School, boys.
2: Yeah, and go ahead and watch them today because Union Mills have been going really well, scoring plenty of goals. And uh, today they didn't uh, disappoint me. They got seven. Uh, no doubt about it. Young Tyler Hughes, 17 years of age, I was told. With a couple of belting goals. Well he got the uh, first one after 25 minutes. And then the second one was scored by Luke Booth. 2-0 at half time. And then uh, start the second half. I think it was within a minute. Ryan Healy scored for Old Boys to make it uh, 2-1. Will Miller. Whether it was a cross. Whether it was a shot. I think it was a cross. But it went in anyway. Uh, So it was uh, 3-1 to Union Mills. And then Tyler Hughes scored his second of the game. To make it uh, 4-1. But then Old Boys were thrown a lifeline. Uh, Robbie Ward. From the penalty spot, keeper stood no chance, Mason Prince, who had a good game today, even though the scoreline was uh, 7-2. Couldn't do much about the penalty, and uh, Robbie delighted to uh, pull it back and give old boys a bit of a chance. Luke Booth then went on a couple of uh, super runs to get two good goals. Uh, 5-2 was Luke Booth, 6-2 was Luke Booth, and then right at the end, uh, Jordan Crawley it was who made it uh, 7-2. Comfortable victory for Uni Mills, and uh, one or two people talking up there, could they win the league? Certainly on the display they showed today and the amount of goals that they're scoring at the moment, they're certainly in with a chance and uh, all he can do is keep on running like they are and uh, hopefully the results will come their way.
0: The door's wide open at the top of the Canada Life Men's Premier League at the moment and that'll become apparent once we go through the rest of the results. Uh, the next one we have down here is uh, Douglas Royal 2, Laxey 4 and we can get a bit of a unique perspective this evening from uh, someone else in the studio oh, here as to this game, can't we?
2: We can. Hopefully Adam's going to give us a rundown but I'll give you the scorers first and... Uh, uh, play uh, player colleague of uh, Adams uh, Andy Asbridge uh, got a couple of goals but for uh, Laxey bit of a story to this one uh, Johnny Palmer was in goal uh, From by all accounts I've got here didn't have much to do but what he had to do he did well but uh, George Burroughs got one Dave Reynolds on the score sheet as well Charlie Robinson and uh, Daryl Haslett now Harry Horbury uh, got sent off towards the end he stepped out of the box and handled it and the referee had uh, Nothing else to do but to send them off. Right decision from uh, Michael Fitzmaurice. Uh, glad to say. Adam Pate from uh, Douglas Royal. You played in the game. How did it go?
3: Uh, not too good, to be honest. <laughs> we, were, we were missing a lot of players. So um, it was a struggle from the start. But we should have done better because they were missing quite a lot of players as well. So I can't really use that as an excuse. But yeah, it's just one of them. We just have to take it on the chin and do better next week. And uh, hopefully we do
2: yeah I've got to ask you how frustrating is it it's great for the players but I'm looking at Lewis Roberts Dominic McCarry Brennan Carl Watson going into the FC Aleman squad for tomorrow they are three key players for you aren't you you can't afford to lose that quality I
3: know it, it, it's it's really good for them but for me I hate it because <laughs> it like it just completely changes our team and but you know I can't you know that you know it's good for them so I can't really you know' complaining about it
2: yeah
3: it's just one of them everyone's getting used to it now so you just crack on
2: right and i work with him so i've got to ask you johnny palmer was he good or was he rubbish please say he was rubbish <laughs>
3: he didn't have a lot to do so we made it easy for him his kicking was good you know obviously, obviously he's got a good kick on him so he's still got that nice touch and kicking it away nicely but yeah he was good
2: never mind you've still got <laughs> plenty of games to play so it finished up took us two laxie four
0: Excellent. Thanks, Adam, as well. We'll be catching up with you and also Dale, who's in the studio as well, in a little bit on just a slightly different matter. Still football-related, of course, though. Well, we'll move on, and it was a seven-goal thriller. At St John's, top of the table, going into this weekend, and they're going to be staying there, but only just St John's four, St George's three.
2: Yeah, I thought it might have been a tough game today for St John's, this one, because a few players back for uh, St George's, and uh, Nathan Cardy was back playing. Also, uh, you've got uh, Kira McNulty in, when You've got him in the squad, there's always sort of goals kicking around, and just uh, Connor Birch as well. In well, I've got a bit of a, a report, I think you'll suss out who wrote this one to me. Uh, Myers free kick, Birch free kick to go 2 1 up. Uh, great third by Josh Kane for St George's. Then two minutes of madness, a penalty conceded by me, I'll, I'll answer it, Johnny Myers, and then uh, debatable hits post scores, uh, rebound. Then Sam Kane caught in possession one minute later, and they scored a goal. Dean Lease uh, got the last-minute winner, cracking finished. Uh, and I think I was told today Dean Lease has been drafted into FC Aleman's squad. Not too sure on that one. I'm surprised if he's played today and he's playing tomorrow. But if he's a substitute tomorrow, it might be something different. But the all-important thing for uh, St John's is another uh, three points and uh, St George's a little bit better.
0: Well, we'll have to see for the FC Aleman's squad once it is announced for their Macron Cup game tomorrow away at AFC Liverpool. But St John's just even under the caution, a game like that, just showing that really big mentality for a big result there?
2: Well, they yeah, are. They're doing well. They're scoring plenty of goals, which is the important thing, even though they're, I'm not saying scraping results, but just winning by the odd goal. Uh, today was uh, a big game for them, just with the team that St George's, you know, had out there. And um, they've held it together. Bit of luck for them as well, just scoring that late goal winner. Uh, but they keep the pressure at the top of the table by continuing in that first spot.
0: Absolutely. Well, this uh, next game, in fact, was an intriguing one on paper. I think we said on Friday Sport last night as well, but relatively one-sided here. Russian United at home still just stuck in a little bit of a rut because they've gone down at home today by six goals to two against Peel.
2: Yeah, Russian remain uh, bottom of the table and uh, Peel climbing up nicely. And uh, today it was uh, a seven-minute spell for uh, Reese Oates. His first one on 11 minutes, second on 15 and then completed his hat-trick after 18 minutes. Then they got uh, a fourth goal. I don't know if it was Reese on 38 minutes, but uh, Reese certainly got four goals, one from the penalty spot. Taylor Andrews got one, and uh, Scott Horn, um, who used to play for uh, Douglas Royal, uh, got the uh, sixth one. So good performance by them uh, for rushing the goal scorers. Furrow Davies from the penalty spot. Good to see Fura back uh, from injury, and Ryan Crawley got the second one.
0: And then we take a look at another of the teams who are vying for those top spots at the moment. And again, just on paper, at least for me, you'll probably be able to shed more light on this. But it does feel like a a missed opportunity here with the door wide open because Ramsey, at home to Onken, a 1-1 draw. Good result for Onken as well.
2: Well, they have. And when you look at uh, Ramsey, they were flying, weren't they? Third in the league. And then they dropped points last week. They lost. And then uh, today they dropped two more points. And... uh, Dale Walker is next to me here. One of his uh, teammates uh, scored the goal for Onken, Tom Creer, And Dylan Pickles, it was, who got the goal for Ramsey. So Ramsey will be absolutely gutted. But at the end of the season, that could be a huge point for Onken because I'm not saying they're going to be battling towards the bottom of the table, but they're going to fight for every single point. And today they've taken a point away from one of the top teams.
0: Absolutely, and then up to the, well staying in the north of the island I should say, uh, five goals and Air United just about pipping it here, Air United three, Moran two.
2: Yeah, Mikey Callister, goal scorer for Moran, an own goal as well, but for Air United it was uh, Deacon Lombard Chibnall who got one, Jason Crane on the score sheet and Cameron Tor completing the uh, goal scoring there for the league champions of last season, Air United. We've already talked
0: about St John's you know, keeping control at the top at the moment, but in your opinion at the moment, particularly Peel with that result today as well, and Ramsey dropping a couple of points here, this really is any anyone's to call really at the moment, isn't it? It's early stages, of course, we're still in the very early days of the season, yeah. but the fact that it is so open from a neutral perspective, it's looking like a, a fantastic race at the moment at the top, isn't it?
2: Well, it is, and it's you know something that was probably going to come about because of FC Isle of Man. Because FC Island Man have taken, you know, a lot of good players away from three or four teams. And it just opened up a little bit. And and that's good. That's good for Manx football instead of St George's running away with it. Or Corinthians had done two years after that. St Mary's as well had a good old challenge. But when you look at St John's, um, they've got some tough fixtures uh, coming up. But uh, certainly Peel. And it's all down to results. And I just I said it at lunchtime. I don't think it's far away from a phone call from Blaine Slattery and also uh, Chris Bass just to see where he is with everything. This time last year, he couldn't play football. He'd had that serious knee operation. It wasn't going well for him. uh, But since then, his uh, rehab uh, during uh, the summer has certainly worked things out, made the knee a lot stronger. And he's enjoying his football again. Because when you look at it, what would be three years ago now, he won player of the year and he was outstanding uh, in, in that season. Deserved it wholeheartedly it's been tough for him and I've seen him go through a lot of sort of uh, pain you know with that knee because he he does a manual job and it's not easy Uh, but he's uh, got through it and he's showing what a good player he is and score four goals today a hat-trick in seven minutes that takes some doing so credit to him and uh, let Peel march on they're a huge club uh, but don't forget Corinthians in there as well they've only played three they've won two drawn one Uh, they've had uh, a game postponed today was their free week Uh, so once the free weeks start coming in it sort of levels it out a little bit but it's all for the challenge isn't it for the Decart Railway Cup uh, final on Boxing Day semi-finals are I think the first week in December so that's what they're all racing for at the moment
0: Watch this space I think it's fair to say OK let's move on to DPS Limited Division 2 and the first result we've got here Douglas and District they lost 6-2 at home to Castletown
2: Yeah I haven't got the goal scorers through from uh, D&D yet which is unusual uh, Dave Matheson must be um, having a quiet pint somewhere but uh, certainly today Castletown did really well and when you look at two of the top goal scorers in Division 2, uh, Alex Crawley with two, Edson De Silva got a couple of goals as well, he got four last week, Danny Lane on the score sheet and Joel Callow so sounds like Castletown were near enough full strength today and uh, they're putting a the challenge in for this DPS Limited Division 2, they're back on track, that's their fourth game. So they've still got a couple of games in hand on the other teams. And I'm pretty certain when they played them, they'll be right up there mixing it with St Mary's.
0: Well, looking through the Division 2 results as they stand at the moment, we're still awaiting one, but it has really been a good day for the away teams in Division 2 because we're going to move on to Jims and Colby. And Colby winning by three goals to one at Jims.
2: Yeah, I've got that score in as well. We're missing Rob, so we'll come to that in a minute. But uh, certainly today, Colby doing well in the first 45 minutes. They were 2-0 up. Jordan Edge... Scored every single game Colby's first team have played this season. He got two today. Jack Skillicorn got the other one. Unfortunately, we haven't got Jim's goal scorer. So if you can text us through, 166-177.
0: Absolutely. And then uh, we move on to Douglas Athletic versus St. Mary's. Now, St. Mary's had the chance today to take real control at the top of Division 2 after their fantastic return to Manx football this season so far. And my, oh, my, did they do it in style today. Douglas Athletic, a day to forget. Douglas Athletic nil, St Mary's 13. Yeah, it
2: hurts, this one. And uh, Douglas Athletic, same last week, conceded quite a few goals. But uh, today, no doubt about the star, Own Canaper with six goals for St Mary's. James McGinn got two. Joe Canaper on the score sheet as well. New signing Paddy Cooper uh, got a goal. Nathan Holzall, Chris Asbridge and uh, Chris Walsh as well. So all the goals uh, shared you're right in what you're saying, Rob. St Mary's have made a statement here today to score 13 goals in any football game takes some doing. And the Division 2 league leaders have done it today. St Mary's 13, Douglas Athletic nil.
0: And, of course, their two nearest challengers at the moment, Michael United and Braddon, who've also made good starts in their own right. That's now a couple of games in hand they'll have now because I believe, to my calculation, that St Mary's have now played two games more than Michael and Braddon.
2: Yeah, they have. And um, also, Braddon have got a tough game uh, coming up shortly. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. But going to go and watch Braddon shortly, Rob, hopefully, because uh, they've got a lot of good young players in there who've just turned 16, some are turning 16 this year. And that looks like a huge team for the future, unfortunately. You'll have university to deal with and uh, work commitments, so they might not be able to make it every week. You took the words right out of my mouth,
0: mouth there. A, a team for the future there, that could be really something to build on
2: for that. Well, it is, and fair play to them, because um, you know a lot, a lot of clubs in Manx football complain about things and everything, but it's up to you to set your stall out. Get the players in, get the younger players in. Hopefully they'll stay with you. And that's what Bradden have done for so many years. These under-16s, 14s, 12s for Braddon have won cup competitions. So we knew something was coming, but it's keeping them together. And Braddon have managed to do that. I'm looking forward to watching them play next week. But at the moment, they've just got to look at St Mary's and just wish that they were there. And I'm sure somewhere along the line it's going to happen. Balls in
0: Braddon and Michael United's course, isn't it? Well we had another game today, Ramsey Youth Centre versus Foxdale in Division Two, and I think Tony you mentioned you have a result from that now.
2: We certainly have Rob and it's Rams uh, Ramsey Youth Center one, Foxdale three, and uh, Foxdale's goal scorers were Alex uh, Hughes with a couple of goals and Cannonball, Liam Cannon got the other one.
0: Excellent. Well, let's move into the combination divisions. We'll start with Canada Life Combi 1. And just as Union Mills did in the Premier League, their combination team, it's also been goals galore today. Away at Douglas High School, all boys, Uni Mills winning 11-1 there.
2: Yeah, I don't know the halftime score, but I'm just glad when I see a big score like this, that you get two or three people with hat-tricks, haven't got a mass of names, and that's what happened today. Uh, Jackson Gat got three. Leo Fox, uh, good to see him back on the Isle of Man. He got uh, three, but Rob uh, McGinn got four. Uh, today so well done Rob and uh, Declan Mackay uh, got the other one haven't got uh, Douglas high school all boys goal scorer but certainly Union Mills great performance by them today winning 11-1 they're
0: moving on six goals in this game but a stalemate as Laxey and Douglas Royal played out a 3-3 draw yeah
2: I think uh, that's a fair result uh, Adam I think uh, Royal a little bit aged is it in combination yeah, yeah.
3: got uh, Kevin Ballard still going there uh, strong but uh, it's a good result for them actually because they've been getting beat quite a lot recently so they'll be happy with the draw
2: yeah. away from home so. yeah I think it's good 3-3 three, three. haven't got any goal scorers, so uh, maybe Adam can text us now and see if we can find out from the boys uh, who got the goals but 3-3 three, three points head.
0: and then in the next game well we spoke about Russian United having a tough time at the moment in the Premier League but in the Combination League they're flying high at the moment and uh, what they're Premier League side couldn't do against Peel. They've managed in the Combination leagues. Russian United winning seven-two at Peel.
2: Yeah, I just wonder. You know, when you look at Russian bottom of the Premier League and uh, Russian combi at the top, why some of these players? When I see Aaron Hawley, Aaron Hawley's good enough to play first team. So whether Aaron doesn't want to or whatever, I don't know whether the management of the first team are are going with younger players but Luke Roberts has always been a good goal scorer when he played for Colby and now he's at Russian so he got four today Ed uh, Kangath got uh, two goals Aaron Hawley got the other one and uh, for Peel it was uh, Alec Akalongo who got one and the one we were trying to sort out how to pronounce it Conjit, do you think it is? Dylan? I'd need to get the... uh...
0: <laughs> Spelling again in front of me. I don't, I
4: don't, I don't want to uh, insult someone on their name, Tony.
2: But um, at half time, it was tight. It was Peel one Russian 2. Very
0: well. And then Onken 2, Ramsey 6.
2: Got the Onken goal scorer. 2 for Tom Lancaster, it was. Haven't got Ramsey's goal scorer. So if you could, please, 166, 177.
0: Very well, another result we were waiting on at least a few minutes ago was Moran versus Air in Combi 1. I don't know if you've had I'm an update that on that. No, he's shaking his head at me. Nope. Let's move on then to DPS Limited, Combination 2, and it finished Castletown 2, Douglas and District Mill.
2: And it was Harrison Pickard with the first, Ollie Lee with the second one. Good win that for Castletown 2 now.
0: Excellent. Another result we're waiting on is Colby versus Jims in combination two. Again, he's shaking his head. So please do send them through if you can. One double six, one double seven. Missing the Colby and Jims results in Combi Two. And we're also missing in combination one Moran versus air. So if you do have details, please do send them to us. One double six, one double seven. But we do have the other three results from combination two. Um, we'll go to Paul Rose versus Michael United and a good win for Paul Rose here. Five no winners against
2: Michael. It was a good win, and I'll give you I've got some minutes here on the goals as well, so it gives you an idea how it uh, went. Um JP Joyce scored after five minutes for Paul Rose and Wes Gibson got the second after 15. Paul Rose missed two penalties as well uh, but uh, Paul Rose's third goal was scored by David Priestnell after 60 minutes and then two goals uh, later on in the second half it was Jacob Thomas on 65 to make it four and Wes Gibson on 84 minutes to make it five. Very good sporting game. Well refereed whoever the referee was take a bow and a good result for Paulie 5-0.
0: So two more results to take a look at. I'm going to leave one deliberately until last because this looked like an absolute thriller of a game. Not that the this other result won't have been, but uh, all square between Foxdale and Ramsey Youth Centre,
2: 1-1. It was and uh, what a great uh, game this was. Real battle. Bryden Lee got the one for Foxdale, but uh, Johnny Bignall it was who got the goal for Ramsey Youth Centre. Ramsey Youth Centre led at half time 1-0, but uh, Foxdale managed to uh, pull one back and punch it.
0: Last but certainly not least, Braddon versus Malou. Now, this looked like quite the game here. It finished Braddon 6, Malou 5.
2: Own goal to start it all off for uh, Braddon, so I don't know who got that. No one's owning up, um, but uh, Nick Harvey got two. Well done, Nick. Adam Fair. Shearer, as everyone knows him, uh, got a couple of goals as well. One from the penalty spot, and Reese Lake it was, who got the other one, finished up uh, 6-5. Blue, if you could please text us through with your scorers, please.
0: Absolutely, quite the comeback from Brad and well, We have actually just had a message in regarding uh, combination one, the result between Moran and Air United. It has finished Moran one, Air United seven. Hmm. Tony, your thoughts on that
2: one? I think uh, expected when you look at uh, the league table. Um, shame we haven't got it. And just a little bit of a plea to the clubs just text through to me or, um, you know, get it through to us on Manx Radio there's no point in doing it on the afternoon show because it's full on uh, but certainly text it through to me and it's a shame that we've got eight goals there and the scorers could be listening and we can't mention their names because we don't know who it is Absolutely echoing that point.
0: Please do send those details through to us when you can. 166, 177. Right, we're going to open things out a little bit here. We've already heard from one of our other guests, but we do have two others in the studio alongside Tony here today, and they are from DPS Limited. You'll have heard their name a couple of times over the space of each week because DPS Limited are now the sponsors for both Division 2 in Manx football and the Combination 2 as well. So, Adam, we have heard from already, but Dale is here as well. We're going to bring them both in. Gents, thanks very much for joining us. So, uh, Dale, coming to you first DPS Limited deciding to back and assist Manx Football for Division 2 and Combination 2 yeah. why did it feel so important to you to do that?
4: Um, I think everyone in at DPS well the majority of the people who work at DPS all have something to do with Manx Football in general so it was kind of a joint decision from the whole team and it's a good opportunity now the big JCK company stepped down and yeah moved, moved out of the way for the the young pups to come in and kind of carry, it on, carry on the rain as you say but yeah it's got opportunity for
0: us and now tony we we spoke about this yesterday in fact as well the fact that companies you know respected companies like dps are coming in and providing their support to the system for the future that must be really encouraging from an fa perspective
2: absolutely huge and um, it's great to see you know people involved in manx football Um, taking the interest to do it because uh, as Dale has just said, Dale's played Manx football for a long, long time and uh, so has Adam as well and when the opportunity came and he looked at it, it's a new company so obviously figures are always tight because you're starting off a new business and you're always wanting to grow it and to have faith in Manx football because that's what it's all about is to come in uh, and help sponsor, help fund it because the money goes into the pot to run Manx football. It's so, so valu- valuable and they get great publicity from it right the way through it and it's one of the leading uh, sponsorships and I just think it's really nice. We, It's nice to have the money but we like the relationships and I know Kate in the office at the LMNFA has, has worked hard with Paul Whitley and also uh, Dale to make sure that what they expect from the sponsorship is done and dusted and it's all about, you know, getting their name out there and publicising it and also Manx football need the money all sports do Rob you play hockey and uh, at these sort of difficult times where money can be tight to show faith in us and it's a three-year deal as well which all helps us um it's just nice that we can relax a little bit and know that um you know DPS are playing a big part in keeping Manx football running
0: and Dale come back to you for a second there just on Tony's point then not just for football but for Manx sport as a whole really the fact that you know businesses can come in and provide their support and help the likes of let's say the Isle of Man FA and other sporting organisations across the island with their vision. So that you know both parties are getting something out of it there. Having that combination's really important to the structure the whole sporting system on the Isle of Man, isn't it?
4: Yeah, no, I definitely think more companies should get involved to try and help. I think is that we've got involved when Man- I believe Manx football's at its worst state, I'd say, if you probably all agree. Teams can't even, you know, field full teams, well, anymore. But, um, and I think it's a good a good time for us to actually get involved to try and help get it out of the pickle while it's in and um yeah try and help the best we can to push it on and achieve better things
0: absolutely and uh, Adam coming to you, you've obviously you know you you've played today, you know exactly what's going on in the game at the moment. just to throw a random question at you here if you know fr- fr- from a dps perspective here, I guess as a you know as a company, if you could with just you know snappier fingers just change one thing about Manx football immediately what do you think it would be and why
3: uh, it's just the numbers for f- like f- for like five years now more and more clubs are like filled in one team instead of the two so, sort of first team and the combi team so I don't know what's happening there. Is it's, it's just like younger players aren't wanting to play anymore or it's just it seemed to be uh, lower numbers so I, I don't know if maybe we should take out the combi football I don't know if that's a good idea and sort of make it just like first teams and then obviously the players will be spreading out more then i think that would just be a bit easier but that's what I think
0: and of course the Isle of Man doesn't have the luxury that say the likes of the Liverpool and Manchester areas do with a much bigger pool as well but yet yeah. the Isle of Man still has these great teams across the island uh, in the best cases they're having both teams in the likes of Premier League and Division 2 and then in the combination team as you rightly pointed out mm. some teams and clubs are having to make that decision at the moment to yeah. only field one team or the other but the fact that the Isle of Man has this system there it's been such a great platform for years hasn't it?
3: Yeah it didn't used to be a problem back in the day like I've been playing I was able to play senior football when I was 14 years old back in the day and now you have to wait till you're 16, 16 yeah. so uh, I think by that age they sort of you sort of lose them a bit but um, I just I don't, I don't know where it's going wrong I wish I could put my you know finger on it but I do think maybe just having the first team I, I think it would help because numbers are low and all the like I said all the best players these days are sort of getting into the FCR a man set which is not a problem but if we've got more players scattered about with all the teams it's nice and equal I think it'd be more fair and clubs won't struggle as much
0: and just one final question to both Dale and yourself Adam as well I'll leave this open to both of you to decide from, from a company side of things with the support you're giving to Manx Football where would you like to see progress wise the sport be in say Twelve months time. I think
4: um, <clears throat> touching on what Adam's saying, um, it's it could be possible that like, it could improve it if you t- change it to two leagues. Who knows? Everyone's got their own opinion on that. Um, I do think refereeing's a bit of an issue at the minute as well. Seeing because although I don't play football no more, I still I'm out there with my jacket on every week watching, and I pick a different clubs to go and watch. Some some teams aren't able to go ahead because of referees. You know, not enough refs. Mm. So maybe that could help. Being two leagues, I don't know. I know everyone I've spoke to has got their own opinion on it but um, one thing I'd probably change if it was one of my questions before <laughs> Tony asked and made a little note, um, just for more clubs to start investing in the youth a lot better because you notice teams with, with the with the youth setup, they are able to field teams each week so um, maybe that's a key point for clubs to take as well. But, um,
0: Plenty of food for thought. Well, Dale, uh, thanks very much for your time. We'll uh, let you shoot off. I know you're probably going to have a busy weekend, but thanks very much for for joining us this evening. Well, Tony, we'll round the footballing things off just for a minute or two here. We'll just take a brief look at FC al this weekend. Mm -hmm. First round of the Macron Cup away at AFC Liverpool tomorrow. They're both now playing in the same division, but two contrasting seasons at the moment. AFC Liverpool fighting for promotion. FC al very well publicised, a tough run of results. But if you look at the two games, particularly in the last seven days, there's been a lot of promise from this FC al team and perhaps been pretty unfortunate not to have been coming away with anything.
2: I Totally agree, Rob. And uh, we covered the game last week, and I thought FC Alaman was superb. And it's uh, just keeping things nice and tight at the back, and um, take the chances when they can. Uh, midweek, uh, I followed it on uh, Facebook, and you know it was just uh, sort of hard luck for them, wasn't it? But it's great to see the younger ones come in and holding their own. And it's similar to last season, isn't it? When you think of the cup competitions, uh, Chris and Lee showed great faith in bringing the young players through, and they got through and actually won the cup competition. So it's good. Uh, the crowds are a little bit lower than I expected them to be. So hopefully that will increase now that the darker nights are, are coming in and people are looking for things to do. But, you know, credit to them. They're representing the Isle of Man, They're representing Manx football. And it's important that we all go out there and uh, support them. And, you know, it's I'm looking forward to seeing how the game goes there uh, tomorrow. It's another... Cup run isn't it and um, you know the boys travel tomorrow morning I think it is Are they're flying away there's good support leaving the island going on the boat I wish them well on that one and uh, see uh, tomorrow sort of five o'clock-ish that they've won the game progressing to the next round and we've got to wait what two weeks today to the next uh, home game against Congleton looking forward to uh, that one we can have a bit of a rest I'm looking forward to be Saturday night in tonight to be honest with you Rob and uh, you know we've got to wish them well because Last season was unbelievable. They stepped up a league this year. It's a little bit harder, but that's what progress is like. The more leagues you climb, the more difficult it's going to be, but they're representing the island well, and that's key to everything.
0: Well, Tony, as ever, thanks very much. And once again, a thanks to Adam and Dale here today in the studio. Manx Radio Sport we're going to turn our attention to rugby now the Ravenscroft Manx Shield returned domestically this weekend Vagabonds men's were due to play away this weekend in the Counties 3 ADM Langs Cheshire League or oh, sorry, at home in the counties three ADM like Cheshire League against obedience, but that game was called off with obedience unable to fulfil the fixture. No details as to why just yet, but I'm sure we will get some in due course. But Douglas had a really crucial game at home against Altringham Kersal in the Regional 2 North West, where they've had a tough start to the season, and hopefully we can now hear from Dave Christian to give us a rundown of how things have been going. So, Dave, are you there? Very good evening to you.
5: Yeah, good evening, Rob. Uh, it's... Uh a solid win for Douglas today at Altringham, uh, against ultringham Kersal 39-19 uh, bonus point win as well, so Douglas have got four or more tries in that one. It's their first win on the, s- on the field, at least since February. Uh, at the end of last season, they did have a home walk over against Kendall, uh, although that game wasn't significant for any particular reason. Uh, but today, a little bit better, uh, maximum points coming from them on the field as well. Uh, scrum half Kyle Martin led the way for Douglas this afternoon, he got two tries. There were also scores from max morley green charlie henthorne and sam mccord as douglas claimed that try bonus point and maximum five points from the match jack shiman added four conversions for douglas and the penalty and max morley green also kicked a penalty uh, the result takes douglas in uh, regional two northwest takes them from the bottom of the table up into ninth place uh, they go ahead of Altricham Kersal now with uh, below them uh, Altricham Kersal, Wilmslow and Winnington Park. Um, probably, I think, and uh, I don't want to put the muckers on them at all, but uh, that may be where the good news ends, at least for a week, to, a week, because next week they travel to Anselmian's and the Wirral side are currently top of the table, played 6 one and have maximum points. But if Douglas can continue on the, today's form, at least, uh, they're in with the Sporting Chance. And uh, anyone who goes to Anselmian's, as we can see from their results already this season, uh, maximum points from six matches. Anybody who goes to Anselmian's and comes away with something uh, has done a pretty good job. But uh, congratulations for Douglas' this afternoon. It was starting to get to be a bit of a monkey on the back. Uh, that monkey has now been well and truly shaken off. Bonus point win at home. Can't do any better than that, Rob.
0: Absolutely crucial points on the board there for Douglas. Well, let's have a look at the games domestically. Three games in the Ravenscroft-Mank Shield. Before we go into detail, just give you the results that we have at the moment. So they are Ramsey Blues 59, Castletown 22, Western Vikings 13, Nomads Whites 49, and Eastern Barbarians versus Ramsey Reds. We are awaiting a result, but Dave Christian might have that at the other end. But before we get to that, Dave, Ramsey Blues 59-22 winners over Castletown.
5: Yeah, the league leaders at home at the Murick Park, uh, 59-22. uh to points for them. Castletown picked up a try bonus point as well, so everybody got a little bit of something from the game. Uh, it was the Blues skipper Connor Casey that led the way for Ramsey. He ran in a hat-trick. Uh, There were two tries apiece for Dan Richmond and Craig Long. Uh, Craig Long, back from uh, injury, uh, the veteran player now, I think he's 37, uh, he picked up two tries. And there were also scores from Dale Ratliff, Chris Clegg, and on his senior debut, the youngster Luke Ward. So uh, well done to Luke Ward. Uh, Ratliff added uh, three conversions, Richmond won. Uh, For Castletown, Nick Wilde was the man today. He scored twice in response. Uh, with other scores coming from Robin Webster and Ross Quayle, one of those converted by Elliot Bennett, And uh, that keeps Ramsey Blues at the top of the table. Uh, they have, if I can get the right table on the uh, computer screen in front of me, uh, they are maximum, well, not quite maximum points. They've played 4-1-3 uh, on 16 points. And uh, looking looking pretty good for it as well. Um, I can't recall the fixtures next week, but uh, Ramsey Blues uh, looking pretty solid at the moment at least.
0: And then we move on to the next result, Western Vikings. Well, they went down yes. by 13 points to 49 against Nomad's Whites.
5: Yeah, f- interesting match. Uh, Vikings actually led after 25 minutes. A uh, Harry Goodwin try early on. That was converted by Luke Oldfield. That gave Vikings the lead. But that was cancelled out by one at the other end from Finn McGregor. That was converted by George Collister. Um, Goodwin then added two penalties. uh, That put uh, Western Vikings in front 13-7. But then the direction of traffic, sadly for Vikings, became one way. And uh, Nomads then closed out the game with a a further six tries. Uh, Tony Quinn ran in two. And the other scores came from Max Fairburn. Harry Brereton, Josh Smith and Will Tazier with George Collister converting all six. Uh, that keeps uh, Nomads White in second place in the Manx Shield standings. Uh, they are just one point behind uh, Ramsey's Blues. And uh, they also have a game in hand on Ramsey's Blues. Uh, remember, there's seven teams in the competition, so every weekend somebody has a free week. Uh, Ramsey Blues haven't had their free week yet, and merging, or Nomads Whites, as I as called this season, uh, Nomads Whites have had their free week. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that game matches up and whether or not Nomads can just nudge themselves ahead Uh, The Nomads, or the Southern Nomads first team, the Nomads Greens, they were on the free week this week, so they'll be back in action next time around, and uh, they'll have some impact on the top of the table.
0: Very well, and then last, but certainly not least, uh, I believe the last time we spoke before we came on air, Dave, we were awaiting a result on Eastern Barbarians at home to Ramsey Reds. Do we have any updates on that result?
5: Sadly not, Rob, and it's a little bit disappointing, however... Um, uh, Eastern Barbarians have been really poor this season for giving results in at the best of times uh, a little bit disappointed in Ramsey but uh, on the other hand uh, it's normally one or two key individuals who are entrusted with uh, making sure results are reported and if uh, if a player picked up an injury during the match th- there's all sorts of reasons why it hasn't been done so I'm gonna have to chase that one up obviously the the league table like, I can't be prepared at the moment and I've got no scorer information from either side as well so um, I've been uh, chirping away behind the scenes, trying to provoke somebody into giving me a result, but it's not working so far. So hopefully we'll pick that one up and we'll have it for your summary for uh, manxradio.com website.
0: That's perfect. Dave, thank you very much as ever again, keeping us right up to date with the rugby results there. Dave Christian there. okay. let's move on to hockey. He's once again been waiting very Very patiently in the studio today for his moment as we uh, approach uh, 14 minutes to six. We'll be taking a look through the sport, well, the hockey fixtures. Returning to mixed league action today after the mixed cup competitions. Ben Cunningham is with me. Before we bring him in, we will just uh, take a quick run through the classified hockey results as they stand so far. So today in the Rossborough Mixed Premier League, Vikings B2, Vikings A6. Backers A3, Valkyres A2, Castletown Celts 5, Backers B5, Ramsey A3, Valkyres B2. Then we move into Rossborough Mixed Division 1. Backers C1, Vikings C3, Harlequins A4, Vikings D4, Valkyres C2, Castletown Southerners 2. And then in the Rossborough Mixed Division 2. Ramsey Rookies 2, Castletown Cushags 0, Ramsey Ravens 3, Vikings E 1, Castletown Camags 2, Valkyres D 0. In the Rossborough Mixed Division 3, Backers Colts 10, Castletown Carrick 0, Valkyres Colts vs Castletown Cosney, a walkover to Castletown. Backers D 1, Harlequins B 2. And in the Rossborough Mixed Under-15s League, Castletown Sharks 0, Vikings 17, Harlequins 2, Castletown Sabres 2, and Backers 3, Ramsey Rogues and Rascals 1. Those are your classified results from today's hockey fixtures. Well, let's take a look at them in a bit more detail here. We'll bring in Ben Cunningham. Ben, very good evening to you. You've managed
6: to stay dry as well. How has anyone stayed dry in today's weather? No, I I got absolutely drenched at the NSC at 3.30. Our game kicked off and the heavens just opened. It It was like hail at one point. It was, yeah, it was horrible. Unfortunately, we lost the toss, so we were playing into it, so it was even more horrible. But, yeah.
0: Clearly playing for the advantage there, you Proper <laughs> Manx weather, isn't it? Okay, let's well let's take a look at the Rossborough Mixed Premier League. The early pushback today was an interclub derby, one of the repeats of the mixed cup competition last week, and it finished uh, Vikings B two, Vikings A six.
6: Yeah, and credit to Vikings B. You know they they held Vikings A two one at half time. So you know credit to them. They they gave the A team a run for their money. Uh, John Cooper with two for Vikings B, and then for Vikings A it was Tom Wilson with two. Don Dom Hubble, Zoe Crow with two, and Kim Carney. But yeah, another interesting derby.
0: And uh, having seen this game and technically been part of it myself, uh, noticing there that Vikings B can take some positives from that. Vikings A, as expected, were dominant for much of the game and put away a lot of their chances. But Vikings B, the the work rate was extremely high and they did well for good spells of the game.
6: Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's you know it's you know it's nothing to be disheartened about by them being beaten by their A team but you know it's 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 a promising sign for the fixtures they've got coming up.
0: Very well we move on to the next game the next three games in the mixed Premier League were all at five past two the pushbacks there and this one was a top of the table clash and again another repeat of a mixed cup clash last week A and Backers A winning by three goals to two. And it was
6: exactly the same result last weekend in the cup so you know it's a brilliant result for A, which now puts them top of the league uh, Chris Whiting with one, Carl Moore with two for backers A, eh? and then Ollie Webster with two for a eh? And what was, what's was what been the difference
0: over the last two games, do you think? Because these two very evenly matched on paper going into this one in the early stages. Where are backers finding the difference?
6: Um, I caught the end of this game, because this was the game before the game I was playing in, and they were just really clinical in finishing. And I think that's what's getting the results for them. They're... They, in the When they get in the D, it's not a case of, oh, we'll try and get a fancy goal here. It's in the D, bang, goal. And that's the difference. Clinical
0: and to the point. And, yeah. uh, well, one of the other two o'clock pushbacks. Well, this was a thrilling one down south at Castle Russian High School. It finished Castletown Celts 5, Backers B 5.
6: Yeah, I, I thought Castletown Celts might have ran away with this, but clear, clearly not. Um, Backers Backers B have really pulled out a shock result here, and, you know, credit to them. Back is B, Tony Bentley Roberts with two, Lucas Parto with two and Elliot Reed with one and then for Castletown it was Steve Ronan with one, George Powell with two, Dulcie Tier with one and Andrew Wynn Stanley with one but again another big result really which it just brings the league even more intense.
0: Absolutely, and the last game in the Rossborough Mix Premier League today, another close one. This time in the north of the island, and it finished Ramsey A three, Valkyrie's B two.
6: And I, I said that Ramsey A really needed to get a win today, and they have done, and they've done it just. But you know, credit to Ramsey, they've had not had the best start of the season, and then they've gone and done it now. They've got the result they needed, and hopefully this will, hopefully, pick them up now and go and get more results. Uh, Sam Moffat with two, Jake Moore with one for Ramsey. Uh, for Falcons B, uh, Vaughn Butch Batchel, no, Vaughn Batchel, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> <And> <laughs> another, another, Cotter, another name, yeah. Got yeah those ones there, yeah. Vaughn yeah. Batchel and Steve Cottier for that one. It was nil-nil at half time
0: though, so clearly something changed in the second thirty-five.
6: Oh yeah, absolutely, and th- this just shows how tight the Premier League is, and you know, it's it's great to see all the leagues are looking really close at the minute.
0: Absolutely, well we're going to take a look at the other leagues now, we'll go into Ross Mixed Division 1, uh, one of the earlier pushbacks there 12.35 was Backers C and Vikings C, Battle of the C teams, and Vikings coming out on top in this one, Backers C1, Vikings C3.
6: Yeah, so we had uh, for Vikings C, Charlie Bell with one, Becca Kelly with one and Kyle Gundwin with one, and then for Backers C it was Ellie, Parson, Bass.
0: And then an eight-goal thriller in the other one, Harlequin's A, 4-4 draw with Vikings D.
6: I umpired this game, and Vikings D were 4-1 up at half-time, so uh, there must have been a massive kick-up somewhere to get them and Harlequin's A to get back into this. And they came back in fine style with some really, really good goals. And, I mean, Vikings D's goals as well were really good as well. It could have gone either way, this game. Uh, for Vikings D, it was Andy Harding with two, Josh Dugel with one, Ash Osborne with one, and then for Harlequins A, Ronan Santantolio with two, Ewan Wiley with one, and Aaron Blakemore with one.
0: And the other game in Mixed Division One was also a draw as well. Valkyrie's C two, Castown Southerners two.
6: Yeah, Town Southerners holding Valkyrie's uh, C. So that's the first point that Valkyrie's C have dropped this season. Uh, for Valkyrie's C, it was Chris Adams and Chris Thomas. And then for Castletown, it was Helena Allen and Kristen Stereopsis.
0: Then we move into Rossborough, Mixed Division 2. Three games there, all quite tight games as well. We'll start with Ramsey Rookies and Castletown Cushags. Ramsey Rookies winning by two goals tonight.
6: Yeah, and Alex Shimmin with both goals for Ramsey, so a great win for Ramsey there.
0: And the other Ramsey team in action in that division, also victorious, Ramsey Ravens 3-1 winners over Vikings E.
6: Yeah, Ramsey will definitely be celebrating tonight some really good, Big and good results there. All all teams winning in the league, in the senior leagues. Uh, Paul Hunter, Jordan Parker, Parkinson and Charlotte Brooks all with a goal each for Ramsey. And then for Vikings, it was Perry Watson with a goal for them.
0: And then another close game as well between Castletown Camags and Valkyrie's D in a later pushback at half three. Castletown Camags coming on top. They won by two goals to nil.
6: Yeah, and the, the report I've got was Valkyrie's D just managed to pull a team out today so credit to Valkyrie's D for not giving up the game but as we'll see in another result they have had to use another team which has led to another one of their lower teams having to forfeit a game today but credit to them for getting a team out Uh, for Castletown it was Sam Slight with one and Ruby McMullen with one
0: And then we move into Rossborough Mixed Division 3. Backers Colts versus Castletown Carrick. This game a little more one-sided, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Backers Colts 10, Castletown Carrick now.
6: Yeah, so Alex Stewart with 4, Dave Partinson's with 4, so that's 8. Jason Miranda with 1 and Sienna Millwall with 1. So that's 10 yeah <laughs> fantastic Matt. but it's better than mine to be fair but uh,
0: to be fair this is a team that you've pointed out on a couple of occasions this back has called side with plenty of promise and really living up to it in this game that is a ruthless result from there it's so. a
6: ruthless result but they're scoring goals left right and center and you know it's it's a credit to them and I really think that they can probably go on now and take this league and be promoted Still a long way to go, but food for thought. Oh, yeah,
0: definitely. definitely. Well, as Ben uh, partially alluded to just before, Valkyrie's Colts versus Castletown. Cosney was a walkover to Castletown. Sadly, Valkyrie's Colts unable to field a team, as Ben mentioned. Valkyrie's D only just about managed to get a team out, but they did, so all credit to them. We move on to the other game in Mixed Division 3. This was a close one. Backers D1,
6: Harlequins B2. Yes, so Christian Davies for Backers D, and then... It was a Cunningham show at this game. Um, You were waiting to talk about this, weren't you? Well, unfortunately, well, you saw my reaction when I got the message through that my own brother got the winner. I did, I did. Um, So I got got our first goal, then backers equalised just as I had to leave to get up here, which I was absolutely gutted because I wanted to stay and play on the rest of the game. And then I got a message from uh, Harlequin's supporter saying you're not going to believe this and I, I want video evidence of this apparently my brother has scored a goal into the top corner I want video evidence before I believe it but yeah Sam Cunningham and Ben Cunningham
0: To our listeners out there, if you'd have seen Ben Cunningham's face when he got that (laughs) message through, if I could have got a picture, I would have taken it. The the, the reaction Uh, was fantastic. But you were saying that, of of course, you had to leave the game early. But by that point, it was end to end. It sounded it was it
6: it was end to end. I mean, everyone was drenched (laughs) by half-time because of the weather. But it was really close game. It end to end. You know, and I mean, backers D are full of older players. But with experience, they've played, like, grass hockey and everything. Harlequins B today, they were just, you know, a young team. And, you know, it was a great game to be a part of.
0: Absolutely. Well, we've got two minutes, so we'll oh, right. have to okay. rattle through okay. these. We <laughs> do have three results, last but certainly not least, in the Rossborough Mixed Under-15s League.
6: Yes. So, um, in the Under-15s League, it was Vikings 17, Cast Town Sharks Nil. Uh, Josh Knights with six, Ollie Nandu with four, Morgan Bridewood with three, Jacob Hardens with one, Molly Wheeler with two, and Errol Smith with one. Uh, the other games, it was a two-all draw between Harlequins and Castam Savers, Caleb Blakemore and Ethan Skillcorn for Harlequins, Ozan Dorn and Caitlin Williams with Castam, and then the late pushback was Backers three, Ramsey one, Ryan Colquitt, Nicola Astonburn and Ollie Christian for backers and Ed in for Ramsey.
0: Another great day of fixtures, Ben. Thank you very much. We'll let you get back to your evening. Pleasure to have you along here as always. Well, that concludes Saturday Sport Classified this week on Manx Radio AM 1368. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll now be handing back over to uh, Christy Dehaven on our FM frequency. Have yourself a wonderful Saturday evening and a wonderful weekend. Until next time, bye for now. Manx Radio Sport.